so we're good to go. Welcome to this edition of Recap This Week. I'm your guest host, Sasha Estrella Jones, co-hosting this week's episode with Joshua Hyde. Around the table today, we have writer and host of Smart Politics, Anthony Arnold, data analysis, Alex Grahanen, and the one and only boss lady, Francine Dash. Welcome back, team. How are you all doing? Doing, doing well. great. Doing well. We're good. So excited to be back on with you guys. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Nice to have yeah. family together. Nice to have the family together. It's my thunder there, Anthony. Like, yeah, we're, we're back. <laughs> but you were doing baby stuff. <laughs> What's lovely for the viewers who don't know is Anthony and Alex have no clue of what we're talking about today. So all the reactions you're going to hear are raw, <laughs> which Josh and I, at least I'll speak for myself, I'm taking much pleasure to. <laughs> I'm afraid for all of us. Just want to put a note out there. We should be Boys on speed now. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, we might need him today. <laughs> Today's conversation is going to get juicy as per usual. So let's just jump right in. Let's go over to Anthony. Can you tell us about this week's poll? Yeah. So our uh, poll this week, uh, as you guys know, we do polls every week. So go to our Facebook page and check them out. The one this week was about Texas. Um, so, you know, we went through the, you know, the state of Texas has made some changes, obviously, to their statewide laws in regards to abortion. And so our question was, with these recent changes and with the freedom of movement that Americans have, do you think the population of Texas will be negatively or positively affected by these two laws? And will businesses continue to want to invest in the great state of Texas? Uh, you know, we didn't get a lot of a lot of answers. I think it's probably because it's 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 contentious. <laughs> I mean, it is a fighting topic. Um, and sometimes when we put things like that in the polls, I think everyone sort of tries to stay out of the fray. Uh, I did respond. I put it, it was going to be negative. Uh, and some businesses will pull their support. That's what always happens with these laws. We saw that here in Indiana when we tried to do something like uh, gay rights. We, we saw that here. Um, so that was sort of my response. But yeah, that's the poll this week. What do you guys, what do you guys think? What do you guys, how do you guys answer this? I don't know if we're circling back to this later. Again, I have no idea what we're doing, but... I'll tell you. Uh, so, uh, you guys familiar with Salesforce? Yes. Yeah. Well, so Salesforce uh, recently published a new initiative to help uh, their employees relocate out of Texas. Wow. There it is. Yep. The first yeah. of many moves. Yeah. Wow. That. That's. I didn't answer this question because I knew that if I chose to answer it, it would be like three paragraphs but um suffice to say i think that this is uh stupid and it's only a matter of time before more businesses people all that other nonsense get the heck out of dodge because if if texas isn't looking out for the people the people aren't going to stay in texas like this it's as simple as that but I did hear of another state, and I I don't I can't remember what the state is wanting to do something similar. North Dakota. To, North Dakota, thank you. So I, I think that for some people, they're like, hey, if they can do it, we can do it. There's also that. It'll I, be interesting. Uh, like I said on the Slack channel, oh, I love it. Political parties put the cart before the horse. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sasha. 
a population decline in Texas more so are we going to see the financial repercussions of it I I don't really think people are going to move out of Texas just because of that I mean in theory yes we all have the means to do that but to pick up your whole entire life because of one law though people may want to the average person I would say doesn't have the resources to make that happen although I am interested in seeing you know how the economy is impacted by that. I mean, we saw what happened in Georgia when really the film industry took a big stand and said, yeah, no, we're going to stop uh, filming certain series and movies in the state of Georgia because of these laws. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happens in Texas. But aside from Salesforce, the CEO of Salesforce, making that move, which I really commend him on, Uber and Lyft both said that if their drivers are sued, because they have taken someone to get an abortion, they're going to cover the legal fees. So there are companies, big companies, who are making statements, not necessarily saying if they're you know pro-life or pro-choice, but making sure their workers know your rights will not be impacted financially or personally as a company if you decide to do X, Y, and Z. So I'm interested in following it from an economic perspective for sure. I mean, isn't this whole law the premise of it based on the tattletale system, though? You know, it's not like the it's there is a legal enforcement body. It's like I, as an individual citizen, can sue an organization now that on behalf of someone else getting an abortion. Isn't it based on me telling on someone? Isn't that really what it's about? Yes. There's an irony here for a party. For a party who's always like communism is terrible, what they've basically done is like the communist system of like telling on your neighbors. Yeah. Like, you know what you guys did? <laughs> you did the I exact thing you said you did. Further, it's not just telling on your neighbors with the law, which we should, you know, clarify what it is. SB eight for those of you who actually want to read the law yourself, which I would highly recommend, is beyond just your neighbor telling on you. Someone in another state can make can file a complaint in the state of texas against you i mean it goes as far as not only telling on you but there is a cash incentive it's a bounty system you can get up to ten thousand dollars ten racks okay do you know what we could all do with ten racks if we're being we're being serious for you know telling on whether it's a provider for whether it's a lyft or an uber driver whether it's a nurse like it's so extensive who you can tell on let's let's be very clear uh so this isn't enforceable the the intention is to destroy their judicial system that's yeah we we talked about that what that's what's i don't think they this is my totally personal opinion i don't think they believe this was actually going to pass the court because this is both anti-business and anti-court because the court system in Texas will be crushed with nonsense cases that they will definitely lose. Like the like constitutionally, they will lose every last one of these. They're just going to flood their own court system and make it's going to be a nightmare. Like the only people who are going to get paid is the lawyers. 
<laughs> I don't know. I could see a couple of people around the hood, like putting out some complaints, you know, there's $10,000. You know, there, I can see a lot of bogus claims just for the money is what exactly, I'm exactly. Um, Hey, uh, there's a person that I don't like and they drive yeah. for Uber. I bet, yeah. I say, I bet just by math, right? They, they probably sent someone to the hospital. I'm going to sue them over it. Yeah. But I think we actually do a disservice by thinking that the law won't do anything because while yes, it is bogus, the law in itself puts fear in people from seeking abortion. So even if yes, people aren't going to sue people by passing SB8, there is an increased fear, which in itself will stop women from seeking the abortions that they want. So the law has done something already. Right. Oh. Yes. Um, so we've seen this uh, in uh, video games, actually. Um, so people will patent like a uh, will patent a thing, and then uh, people will be like, "You can't like that's not patentable. Like that's not enforceable. You can't patent a menu." <laughs> and they'll be like, "Well, but we did." And um, there is just this big chilling effect of. Yeah, this probably doesn't stand up in court, but are you going to risk that it does? Mm, I'm like, no, no, we're not. Actually, we're not going to. Yeah, that's what I thought. And that's absolutely going to happen. Like, this is going to definitely have a chilling effect on women seeking abortion services in Texas, like 100%. The clinics themselves, the providers, they they don't want the hassle of getting sued. Uh, So it is. And it's also going to crush the judicial system because people are going to, like, sue their ex-girlfriend because she had an abortion. Like they're going to sue her because they broke up. Like, and the courts are just going to get sick and tired of this. Like, they're going to hate it. The, the Texas courts are going to hate this. I said, I'm going to sue my ex girlfriend because she broke up with me. So, what are you going to yeah. sue her over? She had an abortion. Do you have yeah. any evidence of that? Nope. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, that's another big part of this. Just for clarity, though, the law you cannot sue the woman who got the abortion. Right. You can right. sue everyone yeah, else. Sue. That's correct. Yeah, it's going to be. It's it's a disaster. Wow. Uh, Absolutely disaster. Her friend got thoughts? her friend got an abortion and she talked to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. It does it. It doesn't matter. Wow. It doesn't matter. This is it so crazy. It is so, wild, wild west. Literally. It is. Now we're we're gonna we're gonna actually circle back to this in just a bit. Okay. Uh, that's cool. a that's a. This is a great starting point. However, yes. before before we move forward, Alex, no, this is also no, part of the show. No, no. you don't want to do this. <laughs> Stop. Stop. I do. I do. Okay. It's back, man. We're back. Uh, it's, Tell we're me about back. this. We're, say we're back, and uh, that means we have to talk about the numbers. Let's do it. It's it's September, and we're still <laughs> doing this, and I hate it. I it's hate September two thousand twenty-one. Yeah. 2021. How how long have we been doing? It's like last year. Is over a year. Over yeah. a year. It was so over. It's, a year. it's been it's We're been almost, over a year of doing this by week. Eighteen months now. Mm-hmm. For eighteen months, Alex yeah. has covered the same thing on trends for eighteen months, and I swear to God, I'm gonna throw my headset. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Give um, it to us. All right. So new case total cases uh, across the country. 40,870,648. New this week, 162,179. Wait a minute, that's kind of significant. Okay, I didn't see that anywhere. <laughs> hmm. Um. So, uh, 
Uh, so we'll move on to deaths now. So uh, total deaths, um, 656,318. Wow. Total you know, new deaths this week, 1,860. You might be asking, well, where are those deaths coming from? And I'm, I'm happy you asked. Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and West Virginia are the uh, leading states in casualty. I don't get Excellent it. Excellent question. We're um, mass people. Vaccine. Yes. That get vaccinated. That's get the, your shot. That is that's actually the answer because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm actually pretty sure the last thing that I said on this show before we took our break was get your damn shot. Actually, I think it was yeah. get your shot. So it, it's worth noting that all the the average of the states that I just listed for vaccination rate is forty three percent. Oh, jeez. With West, think it was the, I think with it was West Virginia low. being the low end at 39.9 and Texas being the high end at 49. So wow. are you seeing any trends in those states where they're doing a push to increase the number of people vaccinated or mask, um, you know, encouraging mask usage, if not mandates? Ah, 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 ah. Um, uh, there is a striking correlation of the number of states that are banning mask mandates mm. and uh, the and the the states with high casualty counts. The weird one, the odd man out here being Florida, mm. but um, there's some questions about Florida's numbers and the authenticity thereof, as they've just the the state has just stopped running tests. They've just stopped importing tests. Mm. And like, nope, we're gonna just oh. stop testing people. Yeah. Our numbers don't go up if we don't test people. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put that down because I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> yeah, same. So uh, now that we've gone uh, through the downer for the day, I, oh no, oh no, no, nope, oh, we're not done. More and there's more. We're not, we're not done. done. Alex um, hates us. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's talk about let's talk about the kids because the kids are not all right. Uh, so since um, the uh, onset of the pandemic, we've had a total of 5,049,465 children test positive for COVID-19, oh, wow. which is uh, roughly 15.1% of all cases. Huh. Um, and you're hmm. like, but wait a minute. I thought that like largely this wasn't affecting children. And it's like, that's, that was true for almost a year. Um, but uh, as we've discussed on other uh, trend reports, um, as people get the virus, the virus has more opportunities to uh, to multiply and to with those multiplications come mutations. And some of those mutations can fundamentally change the way that the virus behaves and can increase its transmissibility or its effect in different populations like children hmm. and so uh what we're seeing now is uh so in the past week 251,781 children uh, uh say tested positive and that accounts for 26.8 percent of all cases over the past week oh. wow that's a that's a problem 
Wow. Yeah. And so as we continue to move through the school year, we should continue to think about what we can do to keep our children safe and how we can go about doing that. Uh, Especially in places like uh, Texas and Louisiana and Florida, where mask mandates are banned. And we are starting to see um, mutinies, for lack of a better term, by school boards across those states saying, yeah, we don't actually care that you're going to ban mandates. We're going to implement one either through school policy or we're going to wrap it up into the dress code. For me, it's a clear legacy of how Trump made mask wearing political. That we will never live down from. That has forever stained America and the way we will handle COVID period. And I stand by that statement. It's, it's It's a no brainer for me of why mask wearing is still such a contended issue as if it has not been proven scientifically to work. But in the very beginning, because it was not science we were looking at, it was politics, very divisive politics. That is what it will forever be. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's it. That's right. You're all right. Uh, I think we said early on the saving grace of this disease was that it did not affect kids like the Spanish flu. And as Alex pointed out, that saving great that grace period is run out. Yep. We are now into the uh, Spanish flu. It could kill kids stage of things so uh and as i've shared with all of you personally but i'll share it on air too my kids have been back to school for six weeks and of my three kids each of them now will have missed a week of school none of them have had covid and they've all had to quarantine because they you get a cough and you got to go home you're supposed to go home and we're responsible we don't send our kids to school when they have a cough because we've been responsible and because we're responsible our kids are missing weeks of school we could be irresponsible and tell them to like suck on cough drops and take some Dayquil and suppress that shit. But we're doing the right thing. And as a result, my kids aren't learning. And it's because a bunch of jackasses chose not to get a vaccine, like to put it plainly. Like, I, I don't, it is, it is what it is. I said from the beginning, the minute it starts impacting my kids is the minute I basically give up on empathy for a lot of people. And, you know, here we are now. And you know what? I feel like that's actually a, a pretty fair line to draw especially since like throughout the majority of last year there were a lot of people questioning science and the science was still kind of developing or at least access to what the science was saying was still developing and now like there's no excuse we've we've known for too long about all the things that can happen and will happen and have happened for this to continue to be such a debated issue i literally there's no reason to debate it like if we have scientific evidence of what we can do about it and we've seen that it works when applied yet people still choose to not do it and that's only creating more and more of the problems that we see here in america and like anthony said there's no excuse for it at this point like you you guys you guys are just being asses like fix it fix yourself be better what is the solution then (laughs) oh i'm happy you asked um (laughs) And uh, as of earlier this week, um, since the COVID, uh, the COVID vaccines uh, have now gotten FDA 
uh, approval. Um, Joe, uh, President Joe Biden has uh, created a new mask mandate for all uh, companies employing 100 or more people. Um, they, they, they were uh, required to um, have their employees uh, vaccinated or face up to $14,000 per infraction. Per, yeah. So per employee that is not vaccinated, $14,000. Yep. It's the That's a pretty time. good incentive. It's yep. the stick instead of the carrot now. For schools, I mean, you asked, Sasha, for schools, this won't happen. What should have happened is because kids have to be kept safe, but they also have to be kept in school. So the rapid results testing that can give you results in hours, the government should have actually covered those to be allocated to schools, and schools should have gotten first dibs on rapid results testing. Because if my son goes to school coughing in the morning, I need you to test him into school and get back to me by the end of the day. That way, I can send him to school the next day if he's negative. That would have been like that would have been the thing to do. But well, if you tried to are... get testing, if you've tried to get testing lately, like I have had to, try to track down a rapid results. Like the test is a nightmare. You still can't get them. You're still waiting on the ones that take three or four days in a lot of cases. My daughter got one. It took like five days for us to get results back. Like that's not acceptable for school. So interesting kids. to me how this is just different region to region. I mean, you know, you're based out in Indiana, and to hear that a rapid results test is so hard to come by. I live in New York City. I have an urgent care that is three blocks away. I can go there right now if I wanted to, and get a test and know in 15 minutes, do I have COVID or do I not? So it's still mind-boggling to me that there is not federal policy that just makes this so much easier. Why does it differ so much state to state? I don't think they can federalize because this. It's a, there it is. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I don't think it, it can be. But just to play devil's advocate for the fair thing for those who haven't gotten the vaccine, because I don't think any of you are going to do this, there is no. a concern that people... <laughs> There is a concern that people have with just the history that this government has had with its testing on people without letting them know what's been in a thing, telling them one thing and it's been another, that has had an impact on some people's thinking um, when it came to whether or not they would receive the vaccine. Also, just the sure fact that it's been, it was created so quickly when we were originally told that it's going to take years to develop a vaccine. That's also in people's thinking. So now there's other things too. There is the, the politicizing of the thing that you all mentioned as well. And I can't really speak to that, but for people who are genuinely concerned and they just don't know what's in the stuff is what I've been told. I did express one person though, a neighbor I shared with, with Anthony offline who just has strong religious beliefs um, and is waiting to be moved in that direction however she sees fit. So when you're dealing with people like that, it's difficult to convince them because it's like we're speaking different languages. And how to, my question is, or maybe it's not a question, is maybe we need to develop a way where we respect the human 
being, you know, their views and just connect with them in a different way when it comes to our messaging instead of just trying to force a thing on them. Before anybody responds, <laughs> I, I need everyone who's listening to know that throughout all of Francine's statement, we were all just like, mm, we're waiting, we're yeah. waiting, we're ready to respond. <laughs> we ha- You've had one year to have your issues addressed. We're done asking. That was that was what the president's the president's uh, action is. You you've had your time. If you are say if you're not satisfied, that's your problem. Figure it out. But the rest of us are done waiting. We're tired and we're no longer asking. I mean, look, in in this group, us five, there has been there was skepticism initially. I know some of us were skeptical. Like, yeah. Sasha's raising I'm her here raising my hand. Yeah. I, I didn't want like, to put you oh, off blast. No, say it was you. all the way fucked up thinking y'all about to vaccinate my right. ass. Ha-ha, so say, LOL, no, you ain't. Thank you. Thank you. Sasha was like the most skeptical person I knew personally. Like, Francine, I know you were skeptical. Yes. Alex and I are naturally skeptical about everything because that's we refuse true. to accept what people tell us until we figure it out for ourselves because that's how we're wired. Right. Josh, I'm pretty sure you were skeptical. We were no, always, I wasn't. You were never skeptical. I was Josh. ready. Oh, say, I was ready. Five people. Put it in my body. Four please. skeptics. <laughs> and now, if I'm not wrong, all five of us have gotten vaccinated now. Yes? Yes. Correct. And so. four of us were skeptics. Yeah. We did our own research. We figured out what we thought was right. We 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 looked into it. And so it if if Sasha could get a vaccine, I don't know what to tell the rest of you. Yeah, <laughs> you're not being skeptical. You're not being rational skeptics. You're just being an asshole. There it well, is. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Be, because I want to respect our viewers, I I know that I've also jumped on that bandwagon. So I, I need to. I need to backtrack for a second here. Um, I I want to say that not all of us believe you're being assholes specifically. However, however. I agree with the assessment that we are done asking. Pulling the twisted teeth. <laughs> Your rights end at the tip of my nose, right? That, and there it is. I have a question. So when I say you're being an asshole, I don't mean you're a terrible person necessarily, but your right ends at the tip of my nose. That's always yeah. the phrase. Yeah. Your right to be skeptical ends at my body. This is true of a bunch of issues, including what I covered in the post. Your right ends at my body. You don't get... Your, your freedom doesn't get to hurt me and other people who I care about. That is not okay. That's not an okay thing to do. You had a question, okay. Sasha? Yeah, a question uh, based on your neighbor who's very religious. And I am not joking when I say this. Are they waiting for the Holy Ghost to vaccinate them? Like, when they say they're waiting for the spiritually feel it, what what are they waiting for? Like, do they need Jesus to come down in a vision? Do they need to hear a like? I don't under, I don't quite understand. I don't know. Do they need to start speaking? You know what? I don't. What, what you is know it what? To, to get them? I am a woman of faith. However, I believe God has blessed all of us with the ability to navigate the world we're in with common sense and dignity. So I don't need some magical show 
in order to make the best decision for my family's health and welfare. But there are some people who get stuck in that space because they don't want to make the decision or they're afraid to make the wrong decision. So they'll hide behind their faith. Saying, uh, growing up, I'm reminded of a joke I heard growing up in the church. So there's an old man sitting on his porch watching the rain fall. And pretty soon the water was covering up over the porch and getting into the house. And the old man was sitting there when a rescue boat came and the people on board said, you can't stay here. You have to come with us. And the old man said, no, God will save me. So the boat left. And a little while later, the water was, was can I say, was creaking up, a, uh, say, a little bit higher. And uh, the boat circled back around. Like, you say, are you, are you coming? And they're like, no, God will save me. And the boat left again. Uh, a few hours, let's say, a few hours later, he's water is chest high on this man. He's just refusing to move. Uh, a, uh, say a third boat come up with like we this is an emergency like you this is what are you doing this is crazy and said god will save me and the man drowns and he goes to heaven and he sees god he asks why didn't you save me and god replied i sent you three boats what more do you want no all right so those are the trends josh <laughs> <laughs> wow so, that was a journey yeah Let's get into why I actually called you all here today. Um, have you heard of this new game called Raid? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> but um, there's uh, so a, a lot of these things are intertwined in in our in our current society. Intersectionality is a really big thing now, and we are currently examining lots of different things that are happening in our lives and happening in the world around us, and seeing that they impact us all. Well, really, they just impact us all. However, they, they do impact us slightly differently. And so one of the things that me and Sasha wanted to talk to you guys about today uh, is kind of starting with Texas, uh, being the, the way that women's issues affect everyone. Because we, we know that the, the law is kind of nuts. <laughs> there, there's no real way around that right like the, no one who's looking at that law is like yeah that's a good piece of legislation Let, let's do that so one of the things that we wanted to go ahead and get into uh this is the the main kind of meat of the discussion today was looking at an issue like you know the abortion issue or other things that are generally considered women's issues and both recognizing and discussing how they affect all of us, especially us men, because it's not just women who are affected by these things. So this is where I want to kind of circle back to Texas specifically. So we've already, we, we got into a bit more of it than I, I wanted to, but uh, we, we've already kind of determined that even if the law itself isn't necessarily defendable, it, it creates problems that exist well beyond the state of Texas. We've seen it It creates a situation where other states might also do very similar things. Uh, as we've discussed, it also very heavily disincentivizes dis the actual act of abortion, um, along with a lot of other things along those lines. And so I wanted to kind of talk about how specifically criminalizing abortion to start with anyway affects men 
and then we'll, we'll kind of move on from there. Yeah. Uh, you just want us to jump right in? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I'm not going to go to the default that a lot of sort of people go to with the whole, like, I have a daughter, I have a wife thing, which I think is like sin. Like, that's not good for you, I guess. You, like, men are not going to want to live in a society where 55% of the population is deprived of life rights. Like, I don't know if they fully have thought this through, but if women aren't doing well, men aren't going to do well either. And that is because our society can only thrive if each of us are allowed to thrive individually. Thank you for listening to part one of this series from Recap This Week with hosts Sasha Australia Jones and Joshua Hyde. Stay tuned for part two next week when the roundtable continues their discussion on criminalizing abortions, how they affect men, and what men are saying about it. For those of you who want to join in the discussion, please reach out to the show's hosts on our website at pointcast.news. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Elliot Productions, for their continued support. And to all of our listeners, keep the conversation going. That's it, good people. Have a good one, and be sure to join us next time.